Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friends, and welcome back to our fourth and final part of our Training Your Client series. And today's episode is all about setting yourself up for success. Kind of going back to the beginning and asking yourself what you want your outcome to be, being careful about the precedents that we're setting with clients. And as we make decisions in our business going forward, how can we make sure that we take the very best care of our clients that we possibly can? So let's join Jessica and get to it. Part four of training your clients. Hey, Jessica Mackey in the house for our fourth and final episode in our series of training your clients. I know this is so fun. 
It's like my Love favorite it. thing to talk about is clients. I know. It's so true. So this episode is about setting yourself up for success on retraining your clients. So we're going to kind of or wrap up training your clients on training right? your clients, like yes. both new and old. Exactly. Training new clients, retraining old clients, but basically really it's about making change in your business and communicating that effectively to your clients, why it's best for them. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. I think that the first aspect when it comes to training your clients, you're training them because you've made some change, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to train them to do what you've always done. I mean, unless they're new clients, obviously, right? but existing clients, especially like you're not having to retrain them if it's the same system. And so this is the assumption that you're looking to make a change in your business, a positive change for your business. And I know that ATJ Photo has experienced that over the years, right? Yes. And so when you're making changes in your business, before you make change to set yourself up for true success, you really need to ask yourself, what do I want out of this? And why am I making the change in the first place? We talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I just want to reiterate it here that why are you making the change? Is this from a negative standpoint or is it from a positive wanting to provide a better service to your clients? And sometimes it can start from a negative thing. The example that we're going to talk about in this episode is at one point I was selling unframed wall art size prints. So a 16 by 20 or a 30 by 40, letting that go out of my studio unframed, that clients could pick that up in that way. And then they still had to go frame it. They still had to hang it. And I realized I just really didn't like that. But I was so scared because I knew that sending it out framed was going to mean that it was going to cost a lot more money. Right. And so I was really worried about that. But I realized I asked myself this question, okay, what do I want? And what I realized is what I want is the highest and best use of my work is to be on the walls of my client's home. I want to see that. And it doesn't need to be kicking around in the back of their car in a 120 degree summer afternoon while their kids' soccer cleats are bouncing on top of it. Or that if they manage to get it home undamaged, that because they didn't take it down and get it framed right away, it's in the back of their closet getting hit by their husband's shoes or the golf shoes, or it's under their bed collecting dust or whatever, but it's leaning somewhere in their home, accusing them of not having it be completely done. So I wasn't selling digital files at the time, but I'm still selling an unfinished product. Well, and I think it's also communicating that unfinished product is communicating something different than how you want to do business. So for a lot of clients, they think that family pictures is, I guess, would you call it disposable imagery or what would you Mm -hmm. call it? Where You have a frame on your wall and you just replace that picture year after year. Right. I call that like the life touch. That's school portraits, right? First grade, second grade, third grade, only the teeth are different, the Adam's apple, whatever. And that really, that's not the kind of imagery that I want to create. I want something that has more staying power than that. And I'm not going to just create the same family picture every year. We're going to have a different concept every year. The interaction is going to be different. So you wanted fine art. Like if you're selling fine art, then like you said, you look at how other people sell fine art. Right. And you go to a gallery and they're not just giving you the piece of paper, you know, like yeah, not you're, usually. You're, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, typically you are getting a framed, ready to hang piece of fine art. Yeah. And they many times will send an installer to do that. So absolutely. It was absolutely informed by that. 
Yeah. And I think that if I know anything about you over the years, you are not impulsive when it comes to business changes. So that was kind of an adjustment for me because I feel like I am a very impulsive person. If I want to change the layout of a bedroom, I don't think about it for three weeks. I'm like, okay, it's happening tonight. I know what we're doing. Like everyone in, we're changing all the furniture. We're buying new whatevers. And I'm very impulsive. And so when I would throw out to you ideas for change, it would almost drive me crazy because I'm like, okay, let's do this. You're like, okay, I like that. And I'm like, okay, let's do it tomorrow. Like we're good to yeah. go. And like, no, 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 Slow your roll. Right, which is hilarious because anybody that knows me knows how, that's why you and I get along is because I am extremely impulsive. <laughs> and I have learned, however, that those impulses to change things very, very quickly in business have actually hurt me. Right. Because it, your clients are getting whiplash. It's like people that are, you know what? I had this logo last week. I'm sick of that logo. I'm going to change it. And then with creatives, we tend to be impulsive. We like things to be changed quickly. We like variety. And so we change things too quickly. And then the clients never really get who we are and what our brand is. And so because I am that 100% of my income comes from portrait photography. So any changes that I'm making in my business could potentially jeopardize the source of the income from not only my family, but yours and everybody that works for us. And so that has over the years weighed on me enough to where I don't just go off half cocked like that. I've got to really think about it and it's got to make sense. And so that's basically our first point in our podcast today, which is what do you want? So as I thought about that, I thought, okay, yes, it is going to make the prices higher. I'm really nervous about that. I'm really scared about that. But I really, really, really do not want, for all the reasons I just stated, I don't want these beautiful images potentially getting damaged. And I don't want my clients to not have it completely done for them. But you also don't want your beautiful modern artwork in some crap, ugly frame. A hundred percent. That's how your artwork is being displayed. Right. So you want to control that. Also control free. Right. So there's a lot of things. So I didn't feel like I was serving the clients to the best of my ability. So that is all the reasons why I wanted to change is I knew that it would make it more expensive, but I just knew that I had to do it. So then I decided, okay, that's what we're doing. Nothing is going out unframed out of the studio, period, end of story. So now I've made that change. Well, that's nice. But how am I going to talk about that to my clients? Yeah. Then they're going to have questions about it. Wait, why is this so much more expensive? So when I first made this change, then they're like, well, wait a minute. How can we get it with the frame? I want it without the frame. Yeah. So how I decided to talk about that was not be defensive. Like, So when somebody said, hey, I just want it unframed. Like, can I just get it unframed? I realized that, look, I'm going to provide more value. So I'm going to make change and I'm going to provide more value. If my framer finishes this for you, then that work is guaranteed. So if it falls off the wall, if your kid knocks it off the wall, if it gets scratched, whatever, we will replace it at no charge. If you take it and it's not framed and somebody else damages it, I can't control that. So this allows me to guarantee the work. So I factored that into the price, not only of the framing. So that made sense to people. And not only that, it's done. So I can talk about that in a way of, I realized I wasn't serving my clients to the best of my ability. These images were sitting in the back of their closet. They didn't have time to get them framed. And I know what they should be framed in. So it's just adding a little extra service for our clients. So we just decided to send everything out framed. That way it's perfection. It's ready to go on the wall and everything is guaranteed. 
Well, and something else I've seen that you do with this is that you also communicate to them that you get to see it on your wall because of the software and the software is loaded with your frames. They can see what looks good before it even gets hung. Whereas unfinished art, like they're going to go there and have to go to like Hobby Lobby and look at 40 different frames and try to figure out on their own what's going to look good. Like that is so overwhelming. But you were there as their trusted advisor, holding their hands, like looking at the different frame options on their walls with their picture. And it's like idiot proof. I mean, why wouldn't they want that? Right. And so what happened is, you know, what we all fear when we make changes is we're going to lose all of our clients. And they're going to go away and they're going to be mad at us and we talk bad about it to other people and then we'll lose everybody in the whole world and we'll just die and live in a van down by the river. But that's not what happened. What happened was, is it was more expensive. And so people were more thoughtful about what they actually bought rather than buying like a lot of things. They were very much more choosy about what they were picking and then maybe doing one image kind of larger or whatever. And so it made it a more thoughtful process. And I realized I actually really liked that a lot. And that led me into really refining the consultation and nailing that down and not just shooting everything. So every one of the changes that you make in your business will have ripple effects and you see how your clients are responding to that. And so as you're training your clients, in a lot of ways, they're training you too, because they're showing you what means something to them and how they love it. And so once I had that first client that trusted me to do it, they called and they're like, I will never do it any other way. Like, this is so great to just have it done. I can leave with it completely done. And then we went from there to not only setting everything out frame, but installing everything. So, but this didn't happen overnight. It was over a period of time, just making each service better and better for our clients and making it based on our best clients. Yeah, because it's it comes back to the second point that we were talking about, which is what precedent are you setting? So if you're setting that precedent that, okay, what I really want to communicate to my clients is that this is fine art. Mm-hmm. Like this is not fine art that goes in your closet. Like this is yeah. fine art that goes on your walls. And so it needs to be framed. That's the precedent I'm setting. And then from there, like you said, it evolved and that became, well, then we're going to install it on your wall. Because again, it goes on your walls. So if I am delivering this framed artwork and it just sits on your floor because you don't know how to hang it for a Mm -hmm. year, again, it's not reinforcing that very base, like what you want, which was framed art portrait on your client's walls. And so all of those, that evolution of decisions all reinforced what it was that you wanted. Right. And then then that full circle that comes back to kind of the very beginning of the series, which is that first phone call that when you came into the business, we had long been only selling finished framed work. And so that's where you go back to that initial phone call where it's like, we're not normal, where we work differently than others. And everything is custom wall art, which is includes all the, all of our prices include the custom framing, you know, so we talk about it in a lot of different ways, setting that expectation and letting our clients know that it's fully done. Well, and I think that you did a very interesting approach to this as well. And it's something that you touched either in this episode or the previous one, that sometimes when you're making changes for existing clients, you can't just throw everything out and start over. So what you did, especially like I remember with this change coming in and be like, well, that's weird, is you kept the unframed art. It was available. You had a price for it 
but it was the same price as the framed artwork. So you're basically like, yeah, you could do it if you really want to, but why would you? When for the same exact price, you get it framed, installed, and guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know, So if you're wanting to shoot studio, you make location more expensive <laughs> so that right. it starts to almost naturally encourage your and train your clients to do what you want them to do anyways. Right. And it's, I have to keep repeating this. I feel like I've said it a thousand times during all of these episodes is that it can really sound like you're trying to be manipulative. And I think that's why people sometimes don't make change because I think in this industry, we have really, for the majority, very nice, kind and accommodating people. But I really do feel I will not make a change in my business if I don't feel that it will serve my clients to the best of my ability. And sometimes that means that the price is more. And that sounds counterintuitive. Like, well, that's not being nice using air quotes, but actually it, it is because like raising my session fee to made it so that I didn't convert as many clients and I didn't maybe necessarily shoot as many clients in the busy season but that's so that I could spend more time with the clients that did come. And so when I explained that to my clients, they were like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I found that I was so busy at whatever the price was, $150 for a session fee. I was so busy that I was running them through like a cattle call. Whereas when I raised the session fee to include a product credit, we had less, I had more time to spend with less clients. And that allowed me to get to know your kid, to spend time with them. And that's really how I want to do business. So when you hear that from, let's go back to your surgeon analogy. Yeah. When I had my Valpac coupon for my $350 LASIK surgery, we were moving them in and out, moving them in and out. I don't want to go to the Valpac surgeon for my eyes. Right. But if like, you know what, for $1,200 or whatever the, you know, maybe it's three times the price. We do less surgeries, but we only do surgeries before noon. I find that I'm freshest and I do not want to touch anybody's eyes after noon because I'm tired. So I only do morning surgeries, you know? So when you hear that, you're like, oh, I got to go with this guy because he's going to be cutting my eyeballs. Well, we're going to be dealing with your kids. We're going to be looking at your kids through our eyeballs and we're going to be our talented, creative eyeballs. And we're going to be making beautiful art for your home that's going to hang on your wall, that's going to make your house look amazing, that's going to bring those memories back of how much you love your family, and that is going to celebrate your family every time your kids walk by it. It's going to set the tone for your home. And that's going to cost more and we're going to charge more because we want to spend more time with less clients. Well, I think the way that you just addressed that was brilliant because it seems like the almost gut reaction for a lot of people is to explain why it benefits you. So, well, as a photographer. I, yeah, as a photographer. Yeah. Well, you know, my family never got to see me and my kids were always complaining because I work too much and, you know, my marriage is in the toilet. It's not about you. Nobody cares. <laughs> Again, with that, nobody cares, yep. you know, but if you can change that narrative and make it about them, like still maybe at the back is the fact that your marriage is in the toilet and your kids never see you. Like right. that might be your personal motivation, right. but the client doesn't need to hear that. You need to turn the narrative to figure out the value for the client in these changes. And that's what you communicate. Exactly. Why why it benefits them. Absolutely. Communicate why it benefits them. You need to be analyzing whether or not it's a change you should be making. Absolutely. It's so true. 
So that's setting yourself up for success is that before you make that change, you're saying, what do I want to have happen? What is that ultimate outcome? Following that decision through to, is it setting a bad precedent going forward or is it setting a great precedent going forward? Because it can go either way. Is it consistent with your brand? And then just kind of harking back to our earlier episode about how not to hate your clients is if I make this change is this going to make me mad at my clients or is it going to make me happy to show up to work and happy to work with my clients? And so I find that when I am charging appropriately after I've adjusted for inflation or whatever, and I know that my margins are what they need to be to support my business and my employees, I feel it wakes me up and it makes me feel like I really want to do the very best that I can. And then also feeling like ultimately, if I can explain this in a way that communicates the value to my clients, then they understand the value. It makes sense. And even though it's going to obviously higher prices are going to benefit me because I can pay better wages, I can pay myself better, all of those things. But really, it's also I can create the best version of my art for my client because I'm not working with so many different people for a really low price. I'm working for less people at a higher price and I can devote myself more fully to them. Yeah. And you are able to enjoy that interaction mm-hmm. because it's not just in mass, you know, yeah. that you have that relationship. You do start to look forward to seeing different clients. And, and so it also builds that job fulfillment because you start to like what you're doing and who you're doing it with, because yeah. you set those appropriate boundaries. You've looked at change from a global perspective and you've trained or retrained your clients appropriately. Exactly. So that's kind of a, in a nutshell, how we feel about training our clients is to really look at how the message that we're sending, if we keep getting the same annoying questions, or we keep feeling like people are just not getting what I'm putting out there. Are we putting it out there in the correct way? Are we looking out ahead and calling out potential problems before they even happen, figuring out our frequently asked difficult questions, having answers for ourselves, and then also anybody that we're training to work in our business, that we're communicating early and often how it is that we work. And then going back and retraining ourselves, even before we get to the client, is to retrain ourselves to take a minute and really think about okay, when we get something that comes in that that asks us a hard question, what am I doing to communicate that that's okay? And how can I adjust that? Instead of getting mad at our clients, look at what we can do to change because it is all within our control. How can we take responsibility? And then really repositioning what it is that we're doing in this industry as we're in the art and furniture budget versus the picture budget. Learning about not saying no, but what we can do, communicating our process and really just taking the time to think and listen to what our clients are saying and figure out how we can serve them to the highest and best ability. You might do it differently than I do for sure. Everybody's going to do business the way that they want to do it. What Jessica and I want to leave you with is just to encourage you that you can figure out a way forward for your business that makes sense for you, that makes sense for your very best clients. And these are just some examples that we've come up with that have helped us serve our very best clients to the very best of our ability. But we would love to hear about things that you've done in training your clients because I just think that there's so much wisdom and so much experience out there and we all benefit. And so reach out to us, like DM us, message us, 
email us at support at do the rework.com and let us know what changes you've made, how it's gone. Absolutely. And anything that maybe things that are you're running up against that we haven't mentioned that you're finding particularly perplexing that maybe we could help you with that we could have a future episode on. But as always, we appreciate your time and attention. We know there's a million things that you could be doing, a million people that you could be listening to. And we're so grateful that you chose to spend the time with us. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Have I told you lately how much I appreciate you being here? I know that you have so many demands on your time and so many demands on your attention. You could be watching Netflix. You could be listening to a true crime podcast, but you've spent time here at The Rework learning to make your portrait business better. And that really means a lot to me. If there's somebody that you feel like could benefit from this episode, that you could help them and help us spread the word in helping other portrait photographers build better businesses, please go to where you're listening to this episode and hit that share button and share it with them. And if you have time and can give us a review, you don't even understand how much that means to a little tiny podcast like ours to see those reviews and see how we're helping. And if you have another minute and can send me a DM and let us know what you would like to hear in the future, what you really enjoyed hearing about, maybe things that weren't that great, how we can do better. We always want to do better and we always want to support the portrait photography industry and helping you build the best businesses ever. Thanks again so much for being here. You can find more great resources from Allison at dotherework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework. 